Hola, audience. Here's a question for this episode. True or false? Social workers only work with children. The answer will be at the end of the episode. May you enjoy. Hey, y'all. I hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Boulevard. This is a podcast where we shine more light on healthcare. And our goal here is to provide more options to people looking to choose healthcare as a career path, regardless of their background. My name is Sena Kakpomo and I am your host and creator here. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your support. Remember, you can tune in on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. audience welcome back this is your host i am here for another interview as you know what we're doing this year interview 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 i am bringing you a social worker the first of in her field in on on our podcast here and i'm very excited to get into it as i was telling her off camera or off uh, mic i'm very i've always wanted to know more about social workers and what they do so i'm very excited to jump into it let me invite her in is it charlisa 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 okay charlisa welcome to healthcare boulevard how you doing Oh, well, and thank you so much for having me today. Of course. So we actually learned that you live in Maryland, which as you all know, I used to live there. It's my first, it's my home state in America. My family is still there. So that's interesting to find out. You're on Eastern time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. So um, again, my name is Charlisa. I'm from Maryland. Um, I currently work in D.C. as a permanency social worker. I have my clinical license in D.C. and Maryland, and I work in the child welfare system. Okay, so how long have you been working as a social worker? So officially, um, I graduated in 2017, and I passed my licensure um, for D.C. in 2018. No, excuse me, the end of 2017, I got my real first social work job um, in 2018. And I'm, I've been at that job for over four years now. Okay. So you started working about a year or so before the whole COVID shenanigans, you know, started. <laughs> yes. Like that is like a whole different thing now because how like our our way of practice before is no longer our way of practice now yeah so how did that change how was that luckily you had you had a few more to a year working as a you know just a regular social worker getting your feet wet a little bit before you know the wave (laughs) right Right, right. How was that? It was crazy. I mean, as human beings, we just have so much resistance to change. Um, And just thinking about our family, like the families and and children that I service and work with in the district, it was just so much pushback, like even more pushback than like when I, so when I get into, when I enter these family lives once the child enters foster care, um, then I'm introduced to the family to work with them towards either reunification, that's the child mm-hmm. or the children coming home, returning home, or permanency, which is like adoption or guardianship. So 
at that time, like a lot of things that we usually do or our old way of practice is no longer that system. It was already difficult when, you know, when families separate and things like that. But now mm-hmm. we're saying, you know, we have to do things virtually because we have to consider everyone's health, the foster parents, the child, the social worker, like, you know, the mm-hmm. my uh, co-workers and things like that. And, you know, at that point, you know, people are just like, I just want to see my kids. I just need to make sure that they're okay. And that's not happening. You know, we, court is, remains virtual, mm-hmm. you know, and then also like other requirements that used to have to be like face-to-face was all virtual. You know, now yeah. things are slowly opening back up again, but it was just a lot of resistance and a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of um, great agencies and um, other, you know, community partnerships that my job has, they closed down due to the lack of, you know, funds and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you let's really back a little bit to your education to mm-hmm. get into where you are right now. When did you decide to become a social worker, first of all? Oh my gosh. Um, that happened, I believe, in like 2013. Okay. Um, um, my mom um, got remarried in 2010, and at that time, her husband, um, his child was in the in the foster care system. He ended up, mm-hmm. ended up coming to stay with us, and that was like the first time I kind of learned what the social worker. That's when I first got introduced to the profession, like firsthandedly. Mm-hmm. Um, it just something just told me to just go into social work. I was had a passion in like communication and trying to do public relations. Okay. And the entertainment field, but something just told me to just go to social work. Probably, you know, I'm a very spiritual person, and so at that time, I was like in my my third year in in college, and mm-hmm. I was um, attending Bowie State University. Okay. And I wanted to switch to social work, but they was like, "Well, if I switch to social work, then I said I'll have to pretty much start off as a freshman." And I'm like, "Wait." I'm not losing all my credits now. Like I can't afford to start all over. Right, and then probably, right. you know, trying to get into advanced standing once I got my master's degree, because you still have to apply. Once you apply in the program, you also have to apply to advanced standing, which means you are in school for three semesters instead of four. So I said, you know what? No. So what I did was I walked my behind down the hall to sociology and that's how I ended up getting my bachelor's in sociology. And I, I had so much credits. And so much like electives I could take, I started taking social work like classes to mm-hmm. kind of just introduce me to the field. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my professors, she graduated from Howard University, she encouraged me to go and apply for their master's in social work program, and I was accept- I was accepted. Wow! So, uh, that's what got me in, and I've been on my way. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So you have a master's in social work. Okay. Yeah. Now, could you have been practicing had you studied earlier and got a, a bachelor's in social work? Okay. So there's a BS, it's a bachelor level social work licensure. And then after that, once you go to grad school, then there's the LGSW um, license that you have to apply, take an exam for. Um, and then that's when you get your license and you're able to practice. Okay. So what, what are the differences, if any, between somebody who got their license after a bachelor's degree in social work versus somebody at your level who are practicing with a master's in social work? Um, probably job duties as mm-hmm. well as pay. Okay. 
Okay, that yeah. makes sense. And then had you gotten, or for somebody who did get a bachelor's in social work and start working with that, they can always, of course, choose to get their master's while already in the field, right? To Correct. advance their knowledge. Okay, okay. Um, and so you went to Bowie State. Got, so did you end up getting your bachelor's in, um, in social work then? No, I got my bachelor's in sociology. In sociology, okay. All right, and I that gave you a better introduction. Another four years, no, I couldn't do it. No. <laughs> no, I feel that. I, I totally feel that. That's the same way I was like, hold on, hold on now. Let's think about this for a second. <laughs> right. They said, well, you can go down the hall to sociology. I said, I sure will. And got my bag and start trucking down the hall. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, tell me, what setting, we talk a little bit about what you do right now dive in a little bit for us with that and tell us what are some of your challenges that you faced oh my gosh <laughs> um work-life balance mm. is a huge challenge in social work because burnout is definitely real um especially for what i do we're so we work so i work so closely with families for such a long period of time that I can't help but being meshed with them, you know? And um, and then coming to this field, unfortunately, like we, everyone in this who comes to social work all have experienced some type of trauma. They mm -hmm. wanna do something to, you know, save a client or, you know, connect to a client and just kind of be that listening that they, that they didn't have. That mm -hmm. they their own thing. And I can say that's definitely one of the biggest challenges. Um, also, I can say like, uh, there's also a big curve now in the district when it comes down to our foster kids, because a lot of, um, a lot of foster parents don't look like us, you know, mm. and that's a big, that's a challenge too, because like, what do those conversations look like mm -hmm. when you know, this family who wants to foster, but trying to teach them, you know, some of our, like our, our challenges mm -hmm. as well as levels um mm -hmm. that we need and them not really understanding that so that's also a challenge to working with the legal system is a challenge as well um because we i go to court often um mm -hmm. to get the court update then you know then we have trials and adoption hearings and things like that and then also it's like we do you have to do so much work with clients face to face so you have to always document you know and sometimes you can kind of get step aside that too so time management is a huge factor as well mm -hmm. now, after you do all that great work you got to make sure that you're up to date with your license you have to take you know trainings and things like that so every time you turn around somebody needs something mm -hmm. <laughs> you also got to really got to take care of yourself because how else are you going to be able to be there for anyone else you know exactly so. exactly yeah no that does present a challenge now um, and I'm going totally not out of order here, but that's totally fine. You mentioned work-life balance. That's actually usually one of my questions. Being that it's not, it's, and, and nearly everybody I've asked that, like 98% are like, they almost laugh every time. Like, <laughs> funny, you're talking about work-life balance. What you talking about, girl? <laughs> you know? Um, but how do you try to keep your, not necessarily a balance, but try to remain yourself right and keep that jo joy inside of you despite the hardship that you may see at work doing what you do seeing the separation between families trying to place children and seeing all the hardship that these innocent souls are going through 
um, a lot of time by no fault of their own, uh, if at all ever, you know. And mm -hmm. so how do you separate that? Do Be yourself at work and still keep your joy and your happiness at home, if that's possible. <laughs> um, so with me, I, um, I really, I like, I have to kind of figure out what I like to do. I mean, I think that transition from out of grad, like completing grad school and then trying to like take care of myself and like, you know, my own issues, not own issues, but own things that I had lined up um, mm -hmm. and trying to just kind of stay focused. I would definitely say that a big thing for me was trying to figure out what things I like to do. Um, besides spend money on going shopping all the time right so I like to work out and so I've you know always try to make sure I fit that into my schedule mm. one way um I try to um go out with my friends and you know go to concerts and that was before COVID of course but go out yeah. to concerts you know, just <laughs> yeah. do a lot of, you know entertain like just participate in a lot of entertainment things go to festivals mm -hmm. um, if I see something that I like or I want to do, I make sure that I do it and, and mm -hmm. face my work schedule around that. Because right. I, have to, I have to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And ironically, me and one of my really good friends, we're doing this self-care Sunday thing like where every Sunday we check in with each other and make sure that we're doing something that we want to do. And oh, that has been really helpful too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm happy to hear that. Um, it definitely is, you know, especially with the pandemic, learning what you enjoy to do while a lot of the things that you may even want to venture into are out of the option <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because like due to the pandemic now with like our yearly evaluations at my my job they now for mm. us on self-care mm, yeah I so, like so, that. you know, that's you know a lot of companies and things like that are definitely looking for social workers and People yeah, obviously community-based work and also like in charge of like their whole wellness, you know, mm -hmm. department mm -hmm. thing now. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting to see all that stuff now and how the pandemic and the things that we, that, you know, that we dealt with as, you know, as a living here in the United States that we continue to face and just seeing everyone kind of going that direction is really great to see. Yeah, yeah. Now, as I know you were, you weren't and you're still not necessarily on the job market, but um, perhaps you know friends who graduated around around the COVID area, and maybe you can compare that with your job search. What are the what did the job market look like for social workers in general before and after the pandemic? Was there even any impact at all? I think now, like we were always like we always have been. Social work is an in demand. Like we'll always be in demand. Like we will mm -hmm. always needed in some way of some way shape or form but now it's like it's a thing now called like corporate social workers are kind of needed now and mm. um and of course like in the field of practice like a lot of people are not don't feel comfortable coming back into the office because of the pandemic you know so yeah when it comes down to field work is always going to be a need, but now feels though is even more of a need because we're so so short staffed. Mm -hmm. And then also with um, so a lot of people are doing more like you know at home therapy and just working from home now, and that's like the new thing. And mm -hmm. some people are like I'm not going to risk you know my family and things like that, and everyone's just taking a total you know different look at how and what they're doing. And 
a lot of times people ask, like, am I really happy with my job? Because now is that people are not settling for that. We can work from home and don't have to worry about the in-office politics, you know, yeah. <laughs> and all those other things. Like, people yeah. are enjoying working from home. So, like, yeah. I don't have to deal with this. There's a com- I can go on Indeed now and look for at-home positions, you know, and it's like, how why yeah. not? You yeah. Driving, gas is high. You don't have to worry about buying lunch all the time. You know, you may take a pay cut, but it's also going to make you genuinely happier. So, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. not? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah, a different outlook. Yeah, but social work right now is definitely like it's it's at a whole different level now. Yeah. Help, but if you even put your application out there saying you're probably like you know prospective graduate, they probably could give you an offer right on the spot. Like, come on, when are you graduating? Help us exactly. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's definitely amazing because in every healthcare field, and I'm sure that this was a case in different uh, areas as well. And I had a respiratory therapist here not too long ago, and he was mentioning how their field had always been a little bit under the weather in terms of people knowing what they do and understanding the scope of practice and so forth. But with the pandemic, I mean, that's critical care, right? Like how many times do you care about ventilators, 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 you know? And so their field was like up there, you know, everybody and their mama needed a, a respiratory therapist, especially in the hospital. And people really got to know what a respiratory therapist does and the importance yeah, yeah. in the chain of practice as you know in healthcare. Um so it's always good to see the different dynamics that the pandemic brought out of different fields of, of yeah. uh, healthcare. Um, yeah. and I think also too with social work, I think people are kind of realizing how important we are. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think a lot of times she was just like, oh, social work, you just you take babies and things like that. And it's like, no, we do other things too outside of that. Like, we're also therapists. We also can do discharge planning. We also do case management. We also can, you know, go over policies and practice and be an analyst and everything else, build system. Like, we do it all. Like, the, the realm of social work is just not client-focused. We also do policies and, mm-hmm. and things like that on a, on a bigger level, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to my next question. How would you describe a social work to somebody who has perhaps never heard of it? Social work have their own code. We have our own code of ethics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Okay. And in that code of ethics, it talks about who we serve in as far as, you know, our clients, the people in our community, we talk, it goes over advocating um, us and um supervisory or you know in management positions mm-hmm. and then whenever you think about a client and just something like not just saying injustice going on with them but they're not being serviced properly as far as their whole their do- domains of their life like education medical um legal we can we fit into those boxes right mm-hmm. um and then also as as far as like the organization and like private sectors will go, we also can play a great, we can be instrumental to that as well, because a lot of times, like when you think about marketing and things like that, you can also think about, well, how does the social work kind of relate to that? Well, we do, you know, we can, we study, we're, uh, we're a profession of human behavior. We know how people move. And if you're trying to target this, this is what you have to do and just mm-hmm. understand that. Um, and also with a lot of private companies and private sectors are also looking at the whole wellness thing. 
and making sure their client, like their employees are okay. So what do we need to do? We need to have somebody on staff to possibly be here to do um, maybe EAPs, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's a whole thing as well. Or a social media can kind of help companies or organizations figure out what's going on in the community so they know who to invest in, how to get more business attached. Like, so we play so many different parts and it's not like, we're not a one, uh, we're not a one size fit all like counselors, mm-hmm. but we can do so much mm-hmm. and it's just not just focus on therapy or case management or just taking children away from family. Like we do way more than that. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of time how people are introduced to social workers or, you know, a lot of time, even for those who perhaps may not have ever interacted with a social worker in real life, you know, watch TV or movies. That's a lot of time when you hear, oh, the social worker is coming to visit us for whatever reason, you know? Um, So that's usually what we think of when we think social work. But as the story goes, a lot of time, there's a lot more behind that and a lot of nuances for nearly every field than what you may first think of. So can you give us some example of different settings that social workers can work in? Okay, so social workers can work, of course, in child welfare, um, as far as their um, like family and child services. You have social workers that may work for the Department of Human Services. Um, you have a school social worker. You have um, social workers who work with genotology, which is um, the older population. And so that they may be in a nursing home. You have social workers that work in a substance abuse treatment facility, uh, psychiatric hospitals. Um, you can have a social worker. Um, a lot of social workers work on cap- on the Hill where they're pushing policies and things like that. You have social workers who work hand in hand with attorneys. Um, the list goes on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, I mean, you, yeah, you don't necessarily have to, you, you know, you can get in there and do whatever interests you most. Right. And even like social workers can even work with this place population. So when you think about that, you think about FEMA, you know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, just, it just all depends on anything. Now too, a lot of um, like police departments and things like that are also hiring social workers to kind of be out there for first response. Mm, to kind of mm-hmm. escalation and crisis intervention right on on demand so right 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 okay um and now tell us we heard about the challenges what are some of the uh your favorite part of being a social worker oh my gosh um really interacting with my clients and then also seeing the resilience in them um especially like with that moment when you can really reunify a family back together and they kind of learn from you know why they're why we're in why I'm involved mm-hmm. or you know unfortunately when there are times when families aren't are unable to reunify but then they may get adopted by a family member or something like that and that and that still brings joy to my heart to be able to like type up that adoption or guardianship report right and just know that the fam- like the child is still linked with the family in some way or form you know so I I really enjoy that and just just most importantly, like working with my kids and just watching them grow up and, you know, try to navigate the system, even though, mm-hmm. you know, things didn't work out or, you know, it's an unfortunate reason why we're involved, but seeing them overcome their own problems and things like that as well, mm-hmm. it brings it, it, it joy to me. Yeah. Now, what are some growth and leadership opportunities in, as a social worker? I know you've touched on some of them. 
So um, first thing, like with for growth, it depends on the agency that you're at. Um, you can move up like a lot of agencies or, you know, jobs and they look for supervisors and things like that. And once you kind of go up that chain of command, um, a lot of times for that to kind of happen, most people would, most um, jobs will look for you to have your clinical social work license, mm -hmm. um, which is the highest license in social work yep. um, for you to kind of be able to do more for them and then sign off on things and stuff like that. And just having that expertise behind your name definitely impacts that. But you also have, um, you can also become a supervisor and move up the chain um, okay. with just your, you know, just graduating with your um, master's in social work degree or things like that and supervise, you know, a, a, um, a team of like support workers and things like that. So it's definitely a lot of growth and um, that's definitely in the field. But a lot of people don't want to go that route. A lot of people prefer to just stay on a direct route and you know interact with their with their clients and not have the responsibility of being in management. So yeah, yeah. Too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, everybody has different interests. Some people eat up the whole administrative thing and that they're great at that. Um, mm -hmm. Others will not, will not take it. Just like, like no, I don't know. want that responsibility. I just rather work with my clients, do my job, and go home. Like you know, like that. Exactly, exactly. They don't want to be the ones that people are coming with with their problems. You know, and they are not the kids. You know, it's like there's a lot of tears in that responsibility. Essentially, uh, right. what can you sort of walk us through your day to day as a social worker? I mean, sorry, as a social worker. Um, so my day-to-day -day usually, so as a social worker and what I do, I have a lot of flexibility where I kind of, not flexibility, but I can create my own schedule. Okay. Um, so it just all depends on what I have for that day as far as like scheduling court, um, checking in with my supervisor, doing documentation, um, seeing what I have on my schedule for any meeting. That may be meetings with stakeholders, um, with the parents to the child that may be with the school or their therapist or um, talking to a housing counselor or, you know, if they have a um, substance abuse issue, that may be that. It may be the team as a whole, which may be like the legal team, you know, family and things like that, the foster parents, so forth. Then we, then I have to do visits to the, with the child, like, then I have like foster home visits where I go check on the child with the foster parent um, and the foster parents home, make sure that they have everything that they need. Um, or that may consist of a parent-child supervised visit where okay. the child will have, you know, a visit with their parent, depending on what the court order says, because all that is based off of what the order is in court um, and doing that, so. Okay. What are, what are some advice you may give to someone who may want to become a social worker? Oh, have a lot of patience. <laughs> I like that. It's rewarding. Mm -hmm. It's tough. And you will always get pushed to the limit, but you'll learn more about yourself. And just, it's, it's all worth it, but also take care of you. Mm -hmm. And what may work for you, what may work for someone else may not work for you. So figure out your niche. Mm. Mm, I like that. Your intuition at all times and take care of yourself because taking care of other, you know, being there for other people, it will wear you down faster than taking care of just yourself. Like you have to take care of yourself. 
yeah yeah uh sometimes you can forget that and just like oh you know selfless 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 but sometimes the selfless thing you can do is be selfish <laughs> yeah. no because if you don't take care of you then who will exactly exactly yeah. uh and do you personally have any future aspirations professionally right now i'm in one of those boxes where i'm just trying to figure it out um <laughs> I just became a mom, so oh, right now. Congratulations! So right That's now, I'm, um, you know, focused on me raising my daughter, and I don't know what that may look like because again, mm-hmm. you know, I was single when I first started in the field, but things, you know, now look a little different because I, I, I no longer have long nights, you know. Yeah. To be there. So I'm trying to figure it out myself. And that's the joy of this job. I don't have to be committed to one thing. Right, right. I love it. Well, again, (laughs) listen, you have you, then you have your daughter and all the children that you're helping. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, But you are doing it. And by the way, you look beautiful. (laughs) I was like, oh, that that look is given. It's given. I have to say it. Well, you are lucky the short hair. <laughs> Thank you. I, listen, this is, I've, I've cut my head this show like three times. This is my third time. But like now, I'm like have a whole new respect because like being a mom, listen, having an infant at home, it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. I just want and just ready to go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, are, you are killing it. That's for sure. Again, thank yeah. you so much for joining. I appreciate your time. I know thank it's not, you, so you know. Of course, of course. And enjoy the Maryland weather. I'm sure it's getting warmer out there. I'm hoping no more snowstorm. Well, yeah, we're supposed to have a good week, but they were calling for some rain. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And have a beautiful day. <laughs> Bye. All right. The answer is false. Social workers can work with people of all different ages and for different reasons. All right, that's all I have for you today. Thank you again for joining me. I appreciate you. Please subscribe, follow, like, comment, and share. And uh, stay blessed. Bye.